how do we get back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we feel disconnected? How do we do it? So many of us end up feeling completely disconnected. A lot of sisters say, my heart feels numb. I go to pray. I don't feel anything. I want to open the Quran and cry like I see people doing or recite Quran and, and cry and be moved, but I just don't. And even going into Ramadan or maybe in the middle of Ramadan, everyone else I feel around me is going to have this immense experience, but me, I just, subhanAllah, I cannot feel anything. I have to almost like force myself because I know I'm supposed to, but I can't actually feel it. How do I get back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or maybe you never were there, but either way, subhanAllah, how do I get close? The way we're meant to get close. The way the Prophet, peace be upon him, told us all these beautiful experiences would come out of it. So I could be internally, um, you know, at peace. I can have great relationships. I could be, you know, in balance in my life. And all the great things that come with being close to Allah because there's so many benefits. But how do we actually do it? So this podcast gives you the exact answers to do just that. Let's go. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you every week with topics you all ask me about. And this is definitely, definitely one of them. And as a Muslim, every Muslim, we want to be close to Allah, but how do we actually do it? Most of us, you know, we see all these quote unquote religious people or people crying, becoming emotional, having these connections, having these revelations about their life. And we feel like we're not just there. Or maybe you once were. And now, subhanAllah, it feels like so far away. And you want to get back to that feeling because you remember it was, it was so good. It was some of the best times of your life. Well, in this podcast, we're going to do it in just five steps. I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. If you want to grab a pen and paper, you go ahead because I don't want you to miss a step because they're all important. And they're not hard to do, guys. They're really not. If you really want it. So let me start this podcast with a caveat. If you really want to be closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you really want it that bad, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for you. And he will help you. I promise. I know because it's, I, I've experienced it. Alhamdulillah. So let's talk about exactly what those steps are. So the first step is renewing your intention. Number one, ding, ding, ding. Everything that I talk about on the podcast inside of Thrive Muslima, shout out to you ladies. I know a lot of women are coming into it right now. And, and subhanAllah, a lot of you know we have a new app and, and we're diving in there. We're diving into sessions, Quran journaling, dua journaling, tons of sessions to get you pumped and, and, and ready. But you have to like want to actually do it and then take action. So subhanAllah, the first step for anything when you're going to do that, like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. Intention, niya. Rasul he says actions are based on intentions, right? It's, 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 it's hadith nabawid. So very, very important. So first thing I would tell you, just write this down, renew my intention. Now, how do you actually renew your intention? Just to get technical for a minute, I know we hear that thrown out a lot. Some people might not be, you know, on it. They don't know how to do that in the deen, or maybe they're a revert. This is new to them, or maybe they're coming back to the deen. No one ever told them, whatever it is. How do you actually do that? Well, the first thing is you just, you're just talking raw and honest with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You could say something, that, I'm going to give you the simplest version. SubhanAllah, Ya Allah, I want to do this podcast. I'm going to give an example for the podcast. I want to do this podcast because I want to help people come, become closer to you. I know that you said the best of people are those who benefit others. And I want to be of these people. Ya Rabb, count me as of them and help me 
to keep my intentions pure as I'm doing this podcast. I do something like this before I come on the podcast, right? Subhanallah. You see, I stated like to Allah my intention, why I'm doing it. I asked him for some help about how to do it even, right? To keep me pure throughout the whole way and make it easy for me, whatever, like this. It's that simple, guys. It's that simple. So whether you're going to like, you know, do something you don't want to do for your in-laws or go do something for somebody else, you know, as a favor, renew that intention. You guys know. All right. So now with that intention renewed, we're ready, right? Let's go into step two. Let's go into step two. Step two is clean house. I want you to write that down. Clean house. Do I mean for you to go rip open the closet doors? No. Do I mean for you to go like grab all the drawers and all like your unmismatched socks? No. When I say clean house, and I talk about this so often, the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he had like the steps for returning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they often involved removing barriers. You feel me? Removing barriers. We can sit here and pretend we don't have any barriers between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we do. Many of us, most of us do, right? What does removing barriers mean or look like? Well, let me give you the analogy I often give women about weight loss because this is something we can understand and experience, right? Dealing with weight loss all the time. So let's pretend that you want to lose weight, right? But before that, you were not having the best of health habits. Maybe you had some Oreos stuffed in the cupboards. I don't know what people eat these days. You all have kinds of chips. I know Cheetos is big. I'm not into it, but or hot Cheetos. I don't know. It really depends on you. Or it's just like the salty chips does it for you. Or maybe, maybe it's the sweets, right? A nice little sweet, little chocolate, little ice cream, little whatever you got going on, right? SubhanAllah, I want you to go and try to have a diet, bring in all the greens, bring in the greens, bring in the microgreens. I want you to bring in all the antioxidants, all the, the beautiful foods for you. And then I want you to do that in a house full of junk. When you have those cravings, I want you to ask yourself what you're going to reach for. And SubhanAllah, I actually have done YouTube videos on how I like switched out my house, how I do like more plant-based, whole food living, like because of the mindfulness aspect of what we do, it encompasses everything, right? So if you want to go on YouTube and watch those, you're more than welcome. But that's not the topic of today. Today, what I want to tell you is it's the same thing with your soul, with your heart, with your mind. If we're going to keep feeding it junk, which most of us do via our phone, our computer, our TV, things are just coming in at us. And so the first thing we need to do is stop, stop the traffic, right? And so the same way you would clean out the cupboards, getting ready for that diet, I'm serious, let's go. That's the same way you need to do it in your life. So we're going to clean house means I'm going to re-examine my relationships. I'm going to re-examine all of that in a second. I'll talk more about that. But the first thing I want you to do is just put in your mind for your own personal space, like the internal space, the things around me in my room. Do I have things that are going to distract me from Allah? You know, maybe it's my computer, my phone. Okay, let me go into those. What are the apps that are going to take me away from Allah? Waste my time on TikTok. Waste my time on Twitter or whatever it is that you're going on today. You know, Netflix, YouTube, whatever it is. WhatsApp, like whatever you're on, Okay. I want you to look at whatever app you're on in particular and ask yourself how much time are you paying on that, right? So that type of stuff needs to go. Maybe it's who you're following on those. A lot of people want to unfollow. I know in Ramadan, the big trend is to like delete apps, right? I'm going to delete Instagram. I'm going to delete Facebook. I'm going to delete. Okay. Okay. Good. I want you to do that. Great. Do you have to go that stream? It depends. It depends on you. But what I want to say is when you take something away from yourself, you have to replace it with something else, right? I'm telling you, when, when, the, when my team and I sat down 
we thought about the best way to help women. When the Thrive Muslima app, the one that we have, came out, is because so many women are like, I want to get off of the junk and just be on something that's straight positive for women. And when we made it, it became such a no-brainer that if you did want to come off of one, you can go on to the other and focus. So I'm not saying you should delete all those apps, but I'm just saying if you, repl- if you take something away, you have to replace it with something else that is going to still satiate you with that need to socially connect. So don't, don't do the extreme thing of like, like getting rid of all the apps. Revisit which ones are going to help you get to your goals. Does that make sense? That's just really, really important. Okay, so once you've looked at your devices, your computer, all the things that are distracting you, your Netflix series that you shouldn't be watching, like whatever, it's a little too dirty, you know what I'm talking about. Those, no, I don't say I'm watching those, I'm just saying I hear it all the time, right? Um, Or those people that you shouldn't be following, unfollow them, whatever, on YouTube channels. But the point is, once you have the house clean, like the internal space around you, the next thing you really need to do as part two of the part two, right, is make tawa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows that you've been wasting your time, but we just don't say sorry. One of the most beautiful things that I ever learned, um, you know, as a Muslim, there's certain keys to Jannah. One of the most beautiful ones is that there's this da'a for forgiveness, the chief of forgiveness. And this is the one I always say. In fact, I say it every day. Because the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, if you say it in the morning and you die by the evening, 70,000 angels will carry you to Jannah. And if you say it by the evening and you die by the morning, 70,000 angels, okay, and there's the different variation, the exact amount of angel, but subhanAllah, isn't this beautiful? So if you just bookend it, right, morning, night, say it two times, and you have to, you have to be sincere, that's, that's the truth, and the, the, the dua is so easy, I want you to look it up in the fortress of the Muslim, the chief of forgiveness, dua for forgiveness. You know, this one, so beautiful, it might be a little bit longer, I challenge you by the end of Ramadan to, to memorize it. It's your key to Jannah. So make tawbah. What does tawbah mean? It means I'm going to say sorry to Allah for what I did, and I'm going to stop it. So we already helped ourselves by cleaning house, right? I already got rid of all that stuff, so now it's not going to be tempting as much, okay? That was two. So renew your intention, write it down, right? Clean house and make tawbah. Internal house. Like, got to get your stuff together, right? Number three, review your circles of influence. Now, we just talked about cleaning your house internally. I'm talking about your private space, the stuff that's between you and you. But now we need to go a step deeper. Let's go out to our circle of friends, right? Rasulullah he said, you're on the dean of your friends. Do you think that has nothing to do with your connection to Allah or not? If you're suffering from a deep disconnect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you're with people who are doing things that are questionable. They don't care if they're Muslims. We're all human, right? They're doing things like backbiting other people, wasting time, procrastinating, um, talking to guys, being in circles that are haram. Come on. Rasul he says, when we sin, and this is exactly how the disconnect happens, it's like it doesn't happen overnight, right? He says, when we sin, we get a black spot in our heart. And you know that ayat of Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he talks about the hearts are rusted over. Well, that's what happens. You do a sin, I talk to a guy, text a guy back, boom, dot. You know, I, I, I backbite that sister, boom, dot, right? I forget my salah, I'm late on my salah, dot, 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 dot. Eventually, your heart is blackened over. And you can't even hear the ayat of Quran. You can't feel them anymore because you have this layer of gunk. And this is exactly what we're taught. And subhanAllah, the way to get it off are my next two steps, all right? And we're going to do that. Yes, tawbah is part of that, absolutely. By the way, the shaitan is real, right? And in Ramadan, is it's, is it's, is it's 
you know, upon everyone, I want you to think about the fact that you think the shaitan, excuse me, the shaitan is, is, is tied up. That's the big shaitan. But you still have your nafs, right? You still have all those desires and the small shaitan. You still have a lot going for you if you don't clean the house. So before Ramadan comes, we should always be cleaning the house. We don't clean it in Ramadan. If you can do it months and months before, it's great. You know, I have a sister inside of Thrive Muslim, smartest thing ever. Shout out to Cassandra and a lot of beautiful sisters in there. A lot of beautiful sisters. So this was a shout out to Cassandra. Um, she had this really awesome thing. I didn't think about it like this at all. She was talking about how, and I had taught her and all the sisters that, you know, the Sahaba, they prepare for Ramadan months and months before, like six months before. And she was basically riffing off of that idea, right? And she was like, well, so I start changing my feed month or two before if I haven't already done it. So for example, she's saying like on YouTube, you know how like when you start watching certain YouTube videos, it shows you other YouTube videos? Same thing with Instagram. You know how the, uh, the algorithm works and all that stuff. They're constantly chasing you with more of whatever you just watched. If you just sinned, they're gonna give you more, right? It's like subhanAllah, thank you so much. Anyway, she's like, I changed that algorithm two months before Ramadan. So by the time Ramadan's here, my, my, my algorithm was cleaned out. I said, subhanAllah, what do you mean, sis? She said, oh, I start unfollowing and I start watching more and more and more and more religious content, Islamic content, and more Islamic speakers and influencers that are going to be positive. And that way, by the time Ramadan comes, I have an entirely new feed. Ya Allah, that's so smart, right? She literally put so much intention into this. I told you, it's about intention and action. So much intention and action that she made her life easy in Ramadan. If you haven't already done it and you wish, oh, that's so smart, I should have done that, don't, don't let the shaitan trick you. You can still do it. You can still change that algorithm. Win it back. Own it. Take it back from them, right? But that's really, really smart. Let's go on to the, the other part of that is you have those friends. You have those friends who are just, you know, Take a break. I'm busy in Ramadan. This Ramadan, I want to change me. I want to do something, guys. You might find me a little bit distant. I might not answer your text so fast. I might not. Say it. Ibrahim salam. I tell this story, and when I heard it, it touched my heart. You know, when he was a teenager-ish, people used to come and knock on his door to invite him to the town for haram. He would tell them straight up, you know, I get, but they didn't respect it. You know, people are, oh, you're so lame. Why don't you just come? So they kept bothering him. After a while, he said he was sick or he was busy. This is not a lie. When you're trying to avoid haram, you've tried to make a point and people are not getting it, you know, you can be super busy. Be busy, guys. Have some new program you're doing. I'll catch you at the end of Ramadan. And by the end of Ramadan, you'll decide if you still want to catch them. But the point is, you got to tell people, right? You got to just remove yourself because that influence is real. And we don't realize how far it's taking us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our goal to be close to Him. All right, so we just spent the first three points cleaning up the mess, right? I may or may not have been close to a lot this whole time. I even made some bad choices. I got really nitty gritty at some real things you could do right now. The how-to is all I'm about here. And subhanAllah, that's very practical. I didn't tell you, oh, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know we're supposed to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, we know. But to actually do these things is hard. Like, what do I do next? So that's why I'm being so, so step-by-step, -step, okay? Renew intention, clean house, devices, space around you, whatnot, make tawbah, right, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And tawbah is different than astaghfar, right? Astaghfar is just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Allah. Okay, be sorry. But follow it up with the action of no longer doing that thing. And if you slip up, by the way, that's okay. Just make tawbah again and stop again. This is the believer. Don't let shaitan tell you, oh, it's too late. You're such a mess. No, he's a liar, right? So let's go to the circle of friends. That was number three. 
reviewing that circle of influence. Distance yourself. Distance yourself, right? Number four, return to your salah. So here's the deal. Those of you who know Surah Al-Fatiha know that it is a conversation between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, I want you to imagine tomorrow you have an amazing job offer. Who knows where? Maybe in Dubai. Maybe you don't like Dubai. Maybe it's in, um, um, where is that? What is that called? Macedonia? No, where is that one that everybody goes to where the beaches are so crystal clear and they want to have this like huge gig there? The point is wherever you want to go, right? You have this awesome meeting that you're like, yes, right? And then you show up for that meeting and then what's your relationship with that person? You showed up, great. Or you have a really close friend and you guys are supposed to meet for dinner and you guys have a date and the date is a girl and a girl, okay? We're not, nothing haram, we're talking about like a friend, you know, me. I have to be so careful what you say these days, it's like so scary. I had a whole conversation with Facebook the other day because they told me, they said your stuff is a little, little risky and I said, oh my gosh, how? And they were like, you keep saying women. You know you can't use that word. You can't use the, the term woman anymore. I was like, uh, oh, is that right? They said, yeah, you can't. You know, you have to use emojis. You have to, you know, you know, say you're going to talk about women. Don't really talk about women. because you have to do They were telling me how I have to dance around the fact that I'm a woman and I can only talk to women in my religion. I said, that's really nice, but I just want to tell you, like, I'm Muslim. And as much as I respect all of that, you have to also respect me. And that's not all that stuff you want me to do. It's just not in my belief system. So we got to find a middle ground. Like, let's work it out. <laughs> so I'm working out with Facebook. But I'm just trying to tell you, there's some nonsense out there, right? So return to your salah. So those of you who know Surah Al-Fatiha, my point is, with the whole meeting, um, is that, you know, when you, when you show up for people, at the time you said you're going to and you follow through, people respect you. What happens? Your relationship grows, right? And you have that communication. What happens if you keep ghosting people? You know what I'm talking about, some of you, right? Oh, somebody's messaging you. And by the way, that's like, if you ever want to, like, make me so irked, ghost me. If you're, like, listen, the thing about ghosting is it's so cowardice. It is so cowardice. It's like, if you are, don't want to talk to somebody, just tell them. It is so cowardly to not answer people. This is such bad adab. This is a new Western thing. Stop it. Muslims, stop following that. It is so wrong. Be a man. Be a woman. Stand up and say what you feel. They'll get over it. You'll get over it. Move on. It is just really, really rude. And so, subhanAllah, you know, imagine if you ghost people, right? What is going on? Well, what are you? It's ruining the relationship. It's ruining the... So many of us are ghosting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. You have a date with him five times a day. You have a, a special time. How many of you are not showing up for your appointment? How many of us are not showing up? Or if we're showing up, we don't make eye contact. We're all over the place. Our head's all over the place. We're not even in it. And then we leave. What kind of quality relationship can you have when you spend that little attention, time, and care for that appointment? You expect to be close to Allah? You expect to, to cry to the Qur'an? Ya Allah. The Fatiha is a conversation between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I implore all of you to study Fatiha, how you talk, Allah answers back. The next line, you talk, Allah answers back. It is the most beautiful conversation. So how do we get close to Allah? Converse with Him. Show up. Number five is, number five is wash your heart. Yeah, I said it. Some of us, that heart I talked about, those black spots, it is rusted over. We, I don't even know what kind of chemicals take away rust. <laughs> I don't even clean rust out of any kind. I don't, I've never experienced it or needed to, but you get me. What is the, the remedy for the rusting of the heart, the blackening of the sins? 
there is a beautiful remedy. And I, when every time I think of it, I think of almost like a soap sponge in a, in, in, a, in a pile of dirty dishes and just getting to it. And then you know when you're done with those dishes at the bottom, like that sink looks so good. You gotta keep coming back and looking at it like, yep, that's my sink. <laughs> like, yeah, look at my sink today. Because usually it doesn't look like that, right? Like that's that feeling, right? Okay. I want you to imagine how are you gonna clean the heart so it's so shiny and beautiful. And the more shiny and beautiful it is, qalbu salim. Qalbu salim, you have a healthy heart, you're gonna be close to Allah. How do you do that? How do you do that when you made sins, you made mistakes, you made rusted over, who knows? Read Quran, read Quran. I'm telling you, the Prophet peace be upon him said it washes the heart, it cleans the heart. And we're not reading Quran. Like, see, we, we, if we did like backward design here, we could figure out why we're far from Allah now, right? Are you reading Quran? Are you showing up for Salah? Are you around the wrong people, right? You watching the wrong stuff on the phone? Are you like, like, like let's, just, let's just flip it, right? So the remedy is that. And, you know, people are going to come to me at some point at the end of this podcast and be like, oh, I know, Sister Michael Muslim, but, you know, I tried, but I couldn't. You know, you didn't try. Let me tell you, you didn't try. You know why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, if you really want it, I will make it easy for you. Easy for you. You don't really want to. You kind of want to, but you don't really want it. Like a person who, who was denied schooling. You know, there's some countries right now where they, the kids, they can't even go to school. They're dying to go to school. They want to go to school. And there's some kids in other countries, they're like, oh, school, this teacher, this class, da, da, da. And they're just, they're just complaining. And they're not, they're not feeling it. And there's somebody on the other side of the world wanting it so badly. They would do anything. That's how you got to want to be close to Allah. You want that? He's going to make it easy for you. That's how I memorize Quran. My teacher woke me up from that. I'm not going to tell the story today, but I, I, she woke me up. And once she, she said, you don't want to memorize Quran. I said, of course I do. She says, no, you don't. Or you would. <laughs> she shut me up. She's like, or you would. Mind you, I was like, oh, I'm so busy. You don't have kids. I'm like, working. She's like, you don't want it. I, I took it real serious. I was like, you know what? I'm up for the challenge. I'm going to prove to her that even when I try, it doesn't work. And it did. <laughs> And it did. That was me back when I was young and ignorant. You know, alhamdulillah, Allah is most merciful. He saves us from ourselves. Now I know if I want to memorize the Quran, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. And that's what I do. So alhamdulillah, I hope this helped you for today. The five steps to getting back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of us to do this. I will see you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.